Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfer. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Hello there. Good morning. How are we doing out there? What a great day. What a great day to be a Philadelphia sports fan, you know? And I, I, I know that you were more focused on the Phillies last night. More. Yeah, you were, you were a <laughs> little was... bit, a little bit, a little bit more focused, perhaps on, <laughs> on the Phillies, because uh, you were there. Yes. But I had, I had a two-screen setup, so I had the Flyers game on my phone. I had the Phillies game up on the TV. But as soon as we'd go to commercial, I'd flip them. My wife thought I was a little bit nuts, but that's yeah. okay. I am nuts. We know this. Um, but the Phillies had a hell of a win. Certainly garnered a lot of attention. Uh, this now creates a predicament for us and for our show, which we'll talk about about next week. But we'll get there. Um, but the, the Philadelphia Flyers, man, you and Bundy, and this is where I get upset. You and Bundy, I was on the phone with Bundy, and I was texting you. Yeah, and I said, "Hey, give us give the score prediction because we kind of promised people that we would do the normal thing where we come up with the first twenty games or so of the season and like dropping our predictions and such." And uh, I felt really good about it. I thought we were in a really good place, uh, and then I realized, "Oh, oh shit, we're doing the announcement this week because hashtag lawyers," and so the best laid plans of mice and men. We got to like midweek and it was like, hey, contract is good to go. Are you ready? So I stalled. Admittedly, I stalled because I had so much stuff to do for the regular podcast feed and for the YouTube videos because we dropped two episodes this week. So by the way, if you're joining us live, which many of you are on like five minutes notice, which we greatly appreciate, um, there was a lot to do this week. So there are two episodes in the podcast feed. I guess... Well, we're not really doing a go live. I'm going to include all the banter, I think, on the podcast feed for this because it's not a regular episode. It's the morning after. It's a new series that we're debuting here on the feed, which we plan on doing, although let's be honest, will it happen all the time? I don't know. But this is the morning after. Road games, we plan on doing a morning show the day after. We all know that the Press Row Show is back, baby. The Press Row Show! Anthony, are you excited about the press row show? I, I am because I'm excited about how different it's going to going to be. I mean, it's it's still going to be our our fun little you know interactive thing that we do with with the listeners, um, but at the same time, it's going to be bigger and better. I mean, it's going to be three of us instead of just the two of us. We're going to be out amongst the people and not just sitting on press row trying to. You know, you and I scream into the same microphone with with the background noise and mm -hmm. and uh, the old writers walking in behind us and getting into the shot like things like that are aren't going to happen anymore. It's actually going to be a, a, a nice production and it's going to have a post game element, which we yes. never which we didn't have before. Right. So, yep. um, you know, we're, we're going to do some good stuff with that, man. And we're going to be the place for to go the digital feed to go to for pre-intermission and post games it's yeah it's great i mean that's that's the way it should be it's it's really cool i'm i'm excited about it i'm really thrilled about bringing back press row show um but for those of you and we're about to get into last night's game for those of you who might have missed it 
that I did not which, see one second of. Which, which I don't think any of you who decided to join this live stream on a Friday morning on five minutes notice, I, don't, I can't imagine that you would have missed this. But just in case you did, if you're listening back in the podcast feed hours from now, we dropped two episodes this week. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter where we're streaming, you'll notice that the logo is different and the color scheme is different because as we announced earlier this week, we partnered with the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, most people saw that announcement and said, hot damn, proud of you guys, very exciting, love it, it's great, hurrah, pats on the back, you know? And then there were a few people who were very negative, and then there were a few people who were in the middle. And it seemed like the concern was, does this mean that you guys are going to no longer be critical of the team? Your Comcast employees, are you going to be critical of the team any longer? To which Anthony pointed out, we are not employees of Comcast. We are not employed by the Flyers. We are not employed by Spectacor. We are mere partners of licensees, as our contract is written. And in that contract, which is very important to point out, there are multiple provisions that protect our ability to cover this team the way that we've always covered it, in both written and podcast. So there will be no sanitizing this show. Bundy bombs will remain. Uh... Our language that we typically use on the podcast does not have to change. It will on the Press Row Show because we're doing that as kind of the official live streaming pre-post intermission show. So we have to keep it clean like they would on the radio and like they would on TV. But the podcast itself does not change. Our ability to cover the team does not change. Uh, if somebody does something egregious in the organization, we're still going to be able to talk about it. If the team looks like dog shit, we're going to say the team looks like dog shit. So nothing changes. Nothing changes. It's just that we have a bigger platform to now work with. So, um, and I want you to just give people a, a real quick idea here about the two episodes that we dropped earlier this week uh, and and how you felt going back. I don't know. I, I assume that you went back and listened or, or watched mm -hmm. part of both of those. Give the people a, a real quick talk about, you know, what the two episodes are because I know podcast feeds can be weird. Some people only have it set to download one episode, so you might have missed one. Or if you're on YouTube, you might have the one episode might have kind of blended in. Yeah, no, I so I'll I'll start with the 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 what was considered the final episode of the of the previous format, which is you and I kind of recapping five and a half years and how we got here. Um I think it's fun for for especially for our longtime listeners to really kind of you know hear us pull back the curtain on some of some memories and and some things that you know opportunities that we had that didn't come come into play i mean i don't think a lot of people knew that we almost were on 97.5 that we almost were on 610 um that we almost we were on 610 i mean well i mean wip i'm sorry not 610 oh, okay yeah. i'm sorry showing my age there for a second That's okay. um uh that we uh almost well i should say almost but we we were you know the the the, the prime choice to go to phly and and didn't go um and then how this kind of came into play. So I think that that's really kind of worth listening to. And if, and if you're a newer listener to the pod, um, I would say it's, it's worth listening to because it kind of catches you up. It kind of catches you up on yeah. who we are and, and uh, how we got here and why, why we are so adamant that we are going to keep doing things the way we do them, where we, we, you know, are unfiltered and, you know, straight, honest, truthful at all times. And like I said, at the beginning, I wanted to you know point out, I told Russ, I have no problem doing the morning after for the day, the first game. I didn't watch it. I didn't see one second of it. 
but I said I had to tell people that right off the bat. And the only reason was because I was covering the Phillies last night. So I was the yeah. ballpark. So I hadn't have I seen the highlights of the goals, right? So I, I I can't give you anything today on on you know how the game broke down. Um I've read a couple things and you know, see see, you know, get some thoughts from some people, but for the most part, I've not seen anything. So I, you know, I don't want to want you to think that I'm going to be giving you any kind of analysis of the game itself. Um, but I think that that's important to listen to that one. And then secondly, um, the actual the announcement um, element uh, where we uh, interviewed Keith Jones. The thing about that one that's great is you know Jonesy. Yeah, everybody knows how how good he is, right? And how how polished he is as a as a um, broadcaster who is now running a hockey team. Um, so that makes it good. The, the, you get to see the production element of it where we are doing um, uh, these more polished looking and sounding um, broadcasts. And we're going to be going down to a studio um, that they're, they are converting the rage room. You guys remember the rage room? They're mm-hmm. converting the rage room into a studio um, not just for us, but for everybody that's part of the Flyers Broadcast Network. But we'll be using that um, as a place to record the podcast on a weekly basis. There will be some remote stuff like we're doing here. Obviously, yeah. we're not going to drive down there for a morning after a road game uh, little chat. But so we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff still remotely from home. Um, but it's but we're gonna do a lot more down there in the building, and so you get to see what that production value. Uh, looks like right and so that's something else that really kind of sticks out to me as well um and then some of the stuff that jonesy said like the like there were some great clips in there where he talked mm-hmm. about um he, how he values a number one defenseman and we're going to talk about the one number one the alleged number one defenseman that they let walk away who had the some comments promised yeah who was, had some comments uh prior to the game yesterday uh so we'll talk about him um and and you know how much he values that so much so that he values it more than a number one goalie. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you can get a top guy and how they plan to get it. Like, I, I think that, you know, he, you know, there was a lot of talk about, Oh yeah. You know, ideally you draft it and develop it and you bring it in. He says, but sometimes there's only a handful. He says, what are there? Eight number one defensemen that everybody wants in the league. He says, so sometimes you have to buy it. And the way that he said that it made you think like, well, we're not going to do it right now. But we're probably going to have to do that when we're ready to win. And yeah. so I, I think that that's kind of you kind of get a sense of where things are headed as far as uh, with the team. So I think that that's why it's it's a worthy um, interview yeah. uh, to, to listen to as as part of the announcement of our our partnership. So I think well, I think an, there are two another, episodes that are really worth it. Another very interesting element in that um, interview was him talking about the value of a goalie. And he didn't mince words. Uh, he, he mentioned that there are, you know, like five top goalies and the rest are out there. I asked him about value and, and about, you know, whether or not that means that perhaps it's not a position to invest as much money in. And he didn't mince words. Now, my read on that was this team has no intention of paying Carter Hart an exorbitant amount of money. They will not offer him Sergei Bobrovsky number. And in fairness, I don't think Carter Hart's a top five goalie. I'm not convinced he's ever going to get there. Somebody might argue. Other people might disagree. And that's fine. And again, welcome to Snow the Goalie, a partner of the Philadelphia Flyers, where we are critical and we don't toe the line. Okay? So I, I don't think that he has it in him. Now, I could be wrong. And if I am down the line, I'll take it back. But in the meantime, I just don't think he has it. 
But he had a great game last night. He kept the team competitive. He kept the team in it. He stood on his head for large stretches of this game. Um, but he wasn't the only player who impressed last night. Um, but I do want to get really quick, before we get into which flyers stood out, I do want to get to a guy who used to play here. And it's a guy who had a lot of very interesting things to say about what it's like to be you know, liberated by playing in a different in a different town and for a different team. And that, of course, is Ivan Provorov, who was a fraud, who was brought in here, who was drafted, and who this organization for a long time tried to sell fans, previous, I should say, prior people in the organization who are no longer employed here, he who shall not be named, wanted to sell people on the notion that Ivan Provorov was the number one defenseman, that he would grow into being a number one defenseman, that he, in fact, was one of the best defensemen in the league. And what we saw uh, time and time again was that Ivan Provorov was not that guy. Um, his inability, and, and it was on display last night. I know you didn't get to you know, do a deep dive into the film on this one, but his absolute inability to do anything of value at the blue line was absurd. His inability to keep the puck in actively cost the Blue Jackets a goal last night where Cam Atkinson out-hustled him to the puck and got himself an empty net goal. Ivan Provorov is an okay defenseman. He's a decent second-paired defenseman, but he ain't a top guy. And I think you can make the argument he ain't a top-paired defenseman on a, on a significant winning team. So he had some interesting comments. I don't know if you had them pulled up or not. I can pull them up if you didn't. Um, I I did have them, but I switched off it. Uh, hold on, I'll, I'll pull it back up again. I, I do have he, it here. He had interesting stuff to say. Um, and and the the thing that was kind of crazy about it is that he was I trying to, I think, simultaneously prop up the Blue Jackets while also trash the Flyers. You say you have them now? Yeah, I got it. So, Go so read, here's, read, his, read here's his quote. This was yesterday to Kevin Kurtz, right? The, the yeah, Kevin new, Kurtz. The new uh, uh, writer for The Athletic covering the Philadelphia Flyers. He released who, these yesterday. Who I'm sure at some point we will have on Press Row. Uh, pre-game because we will have um, rotating guests because Bundy's on the radio so we'll have rotating guests for pre-game um, and so I'm sure we'll get Kevin on at some point anyway here's what Provorov said overall the last three years the way the team played over there it's not really my game it was a lot of rimming throwing the puck away I consider myself a player who can make plays and contribute and play with the puck that only felt like it was making my game worse to be on a team that can make plays and is allowed to make plays, it's been really refreshing, and I, I can actually play my game. Hello, sour grapes. Now, I, I want to pull this. I want to pull this. Um, this, this, by the way, this comment, spot on. Yeah, uh, it took uh, no. You're Oliver, right. It took, Oliver, yeah. who says statement didn't take any accountability whatsoever. Yeah, uh, completely. And I also wanted to pull up one other um, earlier earlier comment. I'm going to pull it up where I'll find it here. Here it is. It's Andrew Fawcett. Um, it says Provy proves how selfish he is truly uh, truly is by those comments. We talked in the, in the past about some locker room issues, and we didn't really kind of dive into them in, in last season and you know who was responsible and, and what was going on. Ivan Provorov was not a, 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 a guy who meshed well in that locker room. He was not viewed as a good teammate. Um, even after uh, the fact, when, every time you heard Dort say they had to clean up the locker room, that was part of it. I mean, there were other issues as well. You know, there's those players were, are no longer here as well. Um, but Provorov was a was a problem in the locker room. Yeah, and um, 
certain guys didn't necessarily want it to become public right away. But now that he's gone and now that he's basically burned the bridge forever by saying the stuff that he's saying, um, it, it's fine to put it out there and say, you know, this guy is was an issue. I think we can also it, it's been very clear. I think it had been clear before, but I, I think that a couple of the things that happened this week probably allow us to mention um, the NHL put the thing out about pride tape earlier in the week. And yeah. Scott Lawton said that that wouldn't stop him, that like if, if they wanted to say something to him, they could. Scott Lawton's been very outspoken and supportive of the pride efforts, right? So we we know where he stands. Ivan Provorov actively chose not to do the, the skate last year where the team was wearing the pride jerseys. Where you land on that, I don't care. We're not diving into that. But the reason I pointed out is because it very clearly shows that there were two schools of thought in that locker room between two guys who had worn A's on their sweaters at some point uh, as part of this organization. Lawton remains here. Lawton is currently, you know, a guy who this organization values highly, this coaching staff values highly for his leadership. Provorov got shipped out. So if you're wondering where some of that friction may have lied, well, there you go. It was pretty much put on full display for you uh, between the, the juxtaposition of where Lawton was and where Provorov was uh, this week. So it's it's very, very interesting. And, and I think it kind of speaks to, you know, when we talked about the divided locker room for a few years and about some mm-hmm. of the issues that were in there, um, that maybe will shine a little bit of light on that for some people. Um, I do want to get to this really quickly when we come, come back to this. Um, D, D. Mako sent us over a, a super chat. Thanks, D. Mako. Appreciate that on this beautiful Friday morning. Had to look. Friday the 13th. D. Mako says, I'll be going to my... First Flyers game in almost 10 years at some point this season, thanks to Snow the goalie pushing for the change that we are seeing. Thanks, Dimeco. Look, I, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't think we are responsible for the changes, but I, you know, do I think we had a hand in, in making sure that the public had a, a sounding board and a, and a voice? Yeah. It's small. I think we had a small hand in that, sure. So yeah. thanks, Dave. I, I, it's David Mako who's big in the longtime fan of ours and that's right you know appreciate the uh appreciate super chat. thank you um all right so here here there are some interesting things going on in the chat over here about provorov okay yeah um andrew fawcett says he ignored coaches and tried to do things his own way and failed that is true yes we know that there were multiple coaches who had issues with him being thick-headed not implementing or taking criticism or taking things in stride so here we are um Ed says, hadn't heard these yet, just reaffirms this was 100% the right move. Loser mentality, guy who's all about himself, F out of here. By the way, you saw the Castellanos quote yesterday. Unbelievable. If you're around a child right now, mute, mute, your, uh, mute your computer for a second, all right? Castellanos, after the game last night, is asked on the MLB network about, you know, is there a more perfect fit with Philadelphia than Philadelphia and Nick Castellanos? And he goes, yeah. I fuck with Philly. He's censors be damned. Censors he's the be best. Damned. He's the best. So, wild. Uh, you know who doesn't? Yeah. Ivan Provorov. Correct. All right. So um, I didn't mean for this to be. And, and think about, but the show think where about we, where we talk no, but, about this. But but think know, about. What, no, I'm going to stop you for one second. Just ahead. think about what you just said, yeah. because I think Nick Castellanos within the Phillies world. Mm-hmm. is probably equivalent to what Ivan Provorov was expected to be within the Flyers world. 
and the two couldn't have handled their situations any more differently. Can you? They're, explain they're not the so they're not the the star player for the team, but they're yeah. one of the top guys. So you look okay. and say, okay, well, Provost is supposed to be the number one defenseman, right? Yeah. And Castellanos is probably the equivalent of that on on the Philly side. You know, they're paying him a hundred million dollars, right? I mean, so the guy the guy is expected to do something really well. He had a bad year last year in 2022. Ivan Provorov, let's say before last year, so he had a bad year in 21. And you expect them to come back and say, look, you got to live up to who you are. And Castellanos comes in in 22, becomes a Phillies all-star, has a great yep. year, embraces the fans, embraces everything about you know what, what embodies this Phillies team. And, and Ivan Provorov comes out and becomes more, even more selfish. They go to team events with the public, and him and his girlfriend are off by themselves, not mingling with anyone, right? I mean, you couldn't be any more different than those two players who were fitting into a very similar role for their teams in this sports-mad city. And yep. one guy gets it and is beloved. The other guy didn't get it and got his ass shipped out to Columbus. I mean, that's yep. the difference between the two. Yep. Is that a good comparison? Is that, yeah, did I, I think do a good is. job like, with that? I think, that? I, think right. okay. I think once you kind of explained it, it it, it became a much better comparison. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here to keep you in check. Um, hey, by the way, this is what I know that nobody likes to look back at drafts and be like, man, what a what a miss, right? But Zach Weeks has pulled this list up. Drafted after Provorov, Wierenski, Meyer, Rantanen, DeBrusque, Barnall. Connor Cabot, or sorry, Cabo, and uh, Konechny. So if if we think about that, there are a lot of interesting names on there. Notably, Wierenski, who got hurt in this game, which led to Ivan Provorov playing some top pair minutes. And again, he got his doors blown off uh, on multiple occasions. So I know that people were probably joining the show this morning thinking, all right, let's, let's get into the uh, reemergence of Joel Farabee. Let's talk about Sean Couturier's first game back. Talk about his first point since December of 2021, and we've spent most of the time shitting on Ivan Provorov. But in fairness, that that was a story. It was a big story. Um, he was a minus two on the night. He uh, just did not look great. I, you know, the thing that was interesting to me though, Ant was, you know, he said about how the the Blue Jackets are better at you know making plays and encouraging players to make plays and all that. When I look at some of the top end talent that Columbus has. They have no business being as bad as they probably will be this year. Now, I get the fact that they're not the deepest team in the league, but like when you have a when you have a team that up front can boast having a line A and a Gaudreau, I think you should be a decent team. And on the back end, Wierenski's always been very good. And if Provorov is what the Ron Hextalls and the uh, the Ron Hextalls and the Ch the Ron Hextalls and the Fletcher Mort. Sorry, there we go. That was bad. Yeah. Would have had you believe that he was a true number one defenseman. Then, like on the blue line, they should be really good as well. But they they didn't look great last night. No, yeah. I think it was it wasn't it Line A who had the one drop pass turnover that led to <laughs> yeah. led to the one goal and and Provorov couldn't couldn't track either Konechny or um, Atkinson on either empty net. Like just got blown past both of them, yeah, and he they, also had he, a puck. He also had a puck that he couldn't keep in at the blue line that created enough. Well, the, the other that I mean, was the yeah the the Farabee uh, goal one, right. The one was the one was horrific. Um, there was a two on none, and that that actually does set us up. Let's let's pivot this to the Flyers, okay? And by the way, if you're joining us on YouTube or Facebook, 
you can comment. We'll pull some of the comments up here. If you want to send a super chat, you can. You don't have to. Um, if you're watching on Twitter, we appreciate you, but we can't pull your comments up here. So go over to YouTube. As you can see, it's scrolling across bottom, youtube.com slash at snowthegoalie, or join us on the Facebook page and you can comment there. We'll we used to be able comments. to do that. Yeah, well, that was back That was back in the days of Periscope. Like that used to be, you could aggregate all those, con those, uh, Twitter those kills comments me and everything. Anymore. X, Twitter X, X Twix, Twixter. Twix, Twix, yeah. Twixter. Kill, kill we still, all the, we all still love them. We love the Twitter, but you know, we're, all their we're changes not that worried about it. Um, anyway, let's pivot this now to some of the positives about the Flyers last night, okay? Sean Couturier played for the first time in, what, 600-something days. Had his mm -hmm. first point since December of 2021. He looked fine. Mm -hmm. Did he look totally like himself? No. Did he look good? Indeed he did. And I think it was back in one of the earlier episodes this week that Jonesy even said something to the effect of, there are going to be good moments, there are going to be good flashes, and then there could be some games where he doesn't look totally right because he's coming back off of missing two years. He picks up an assist early in the game uh, on a two-on-none, a nice little give-and-go with him and Joel Farabee, and uh, Farabee puts the biscuit in the basket. Um, Farabee had himself a good game. Travis Konechny had two goals in the effort. Cam Atkinson scored for the first time. Uh, since returning to Columbus, a lot of feel-good moments in this game, uh, and and very cool for both Couturier and Atkinson to get on the board with points in their first games back after having you know actual injury issues. Yeah, no, it's it was good for for those guys. I mean, you know, Couturier and Atkinson both played pretty well, um, and and like like you mentioned, getting Farabee get the first goal. I mean, obviously he's a guy that needs to have a bounce back season. Um, the guy, and again, I didn't watch one second of the game, so I'm going to ask you. I'm going to be the guy asking you the questions right today. Sure. Um, but just looking at the box score, and I see Travis Sanheim played 26 minutes and 17 seconds. That's a lot for Travis lot. Sanheim. Mm -hmm. um, but it tells me that if he was playing that much and they you know looked good out there that um that he probably had a pretty good game he did yeah. was it a perfect game no was it much more of a game that i think we would have been accustomed to seeing a couple of years ago when he looked like he was a confident player i would say so not a perfect effort from sanheim in the game but it was a very solid performance and it's it's also very clear you know again we go back to the jonesy interview earlier this week but like the organization clearly thinks that he has the ability to play himself into a top pair defenseman role and, and potentially grow into being a number one. Now, in fairness, that contract is still not a great contract. If he bounces back to the guy that we saw two years ago, then it's an okay contract, especially if the cap goes up the next few years. And you start to look at you know, it's not about the the actual value of the deal or the AAV. It's the percentage against the cap, right? And as the cap continues to grow, we're gonna look like, you know, it, it'll look like a pretty decent deal potentially if he if he bounces back. If he doesn't, it's still gonna hurt. Uh, but no, pull up the the last comment that that you just had up there uh, from from Chris, right? Yeah, from CMAC. Sandheim looked like a defenseman that no longer hung in Provorov's shadow. That's one big part of this that we can't overstate. Now, look, Columbus stinks, all right? Columbus will probably stink. So this isn't going out and playing a world-beater team, right? But in the first game, 
getting significant minutes, getting to play in all situations, Travis Sanheim looked like a good player. He looked like the defenseman that a lot of us expected him to grow into. We'll see if he keeps it up. The hope, obviously, is that he does. If he does, then that's where you start talking about, wow, all right, maybe the Flyers don't surprise people, don't become a cup-contending team this year. But perhaps things aren't quite as dire on the blue line as as people might have thought. Yeah, so. I, and, and the mention of, um, I know a lot of people want to talk about Zamula. Um, mm-hmm. And Bob says, I don't think he had a perfect night, but you heard his name a lot, and that's nice. Um, you know, it's made some nice passes, so that's a good thing. Uh, Tortorella's comment after again, I didn't see it, so I can't I can't give an opinion. So I'm going to give you uh, Tortorella's comment. He says, I thought Z started off well, played really well, but he fell off a bit toward the end, but made some good plays, had some good sticks, set up a couple of plays for us with a good stick. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's kind of yeah. you know whatever. That's good. That's good. Um, he's going to like I, I mentioned on the last episode of Snow the Goalie before the announcement. He's actually going to stick start the season they're going to send down uh emil andre uh, this is i guess this is i don't know if this is breaking news by any stretch of the imagination but um risto as soon as risto comes back which could be as early as tomorrow night and and i think there's a chance that it does happen tomorrow night that he plays on the trip he's he's with the team so up in ottawa i wouldn't be surprised if ristolina comes in um they'll send emil andre down to the phantoms um the question will be does the mula stay in the lineup um because Interestingly, it was um, Nick Sealer who shifted from the left to the right, kind of taking yeah. Ristolainen's spot and not Zamula. So y- you might see Zamula get a you know stay in the lineup a little bit, um, and and somebody else come out because um, Risto is going to go back to the right. So um, there's that. Uh, another question that I w- I wanted to ask, and and you know I have to run here, Russ, because I have a, a thing yeah. uh, at nine o'clock. Feel free, everybody can stay in. Russ, no, you we'll, want to talk? We'll probably, you want to no, talk we'll to the people? You can talk to the people. To go, but go ahead. Um, one of the guys that um, it looks like a couple of people are saying didn't have a great night. Morgan I'll don't on a down note, but go ahead. Well, I'm going to ask. I'm asking. I don't know. I didn't watch it, so I'm asking you. Um, but but a couple of. You know, reports out there that Morgan Frost didn't have the greatest night. Um, didn't have the greatest night. We uh, had, look, I guess he had a few turnovers um, and, and only played like 12 minutes or, or yeah, something along two, those lines. Two guys that, that definitely did not have their best night were Frost and Stahl. Okay. Do I think right. that that's going to continue to be the trend? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Um, you certainly have to listen. Mark Stahl is Mark Stahl, right? What he brings to you in terms of leadership, whatever, like, that's fine. That's great. Awesome. Fantastic. You hope that, like, the bottom's not going to fall out and that he's going to prove to be, like, a steady defenseman and a steady veteran presence. And he probably will. Morgan Frost, on the other hand, that's a guy that you obviously want to see do well. It's somebody who had a good preseason. And ultimately, he's a guy who could play himself into a big money deal down the line if he performs for the entirety of the season. So... Frost was not uh, sound with the puck last night. He had a bunch of turnovers that did cause problems. You have to hope that obviously maybe it's just opening night jitters. Like I don't know, but that that needs to change. He'll need to he'll need to bounce back in a big way uh, in the second game. So um, I do want to address a couple of things here before we leave, Ant. Yeah, quick. As we as we did this. Um, the the question that came up a while ago was the new logo that has the Flyers logo on it, the new podcast logo. Yeah. Are we going to rebrand 
the stuff in the store? The answer is no, because uh, as part of our partnership, we did not come to terms on using the Flyers logo on merchandise because we'd have to become a sub-licensee of the National Hockey League, which is incredibly expensive. And unless all of you and all of your families and everyone were going to buy a ton of merch, we never would have made a profit on it. In fact, we would have lost a lot of money on it. So it wasn't worth it. Now, I will tell you that I'm going to start messing around with the colors. I do want to keep all of the blue original logos that we've always had because that kind of is like a hearkening back to the beginning of the show. We will eventually, probably in the next week or so, add to the store um, the, the orange that you can see here, this kind of burnt orange. We'll redo the logo with orange and with black and with white. So it'll be the regular bell, and I'll probably do it with the uh, the one where the hockey puck hits it. We'll see. I might also do it with the crest. So if you've been looking for more orange and black instead of the blue that we had traditionally used, you know, you can head over to shop.snowthegoalie.com, see what we have in the store now. Always open to suggestions, always open to if there are products that you guys want. You can send a, a DM uh, to Joy on Broad, to Ant San Philly, to Bundy C. Tarion Six, although he has nothing to do with the store. He ain't going to know. Uh, you can send us a DM uh, on Twitter or on Instagram at SnowTheGoalie. You can send us an email, SnowTheGoalie at gmail.com. We're open to suggestions. We're open to things. By the way, before we head out, we will be back with the Press Row Show. The Press Row Show uh, will be at the home opener. <coughs> it's going to be we're, – we're not doing this right now. Uh, we will be doing the Press Row Show on opening night. The one question that we keep a, have – Keep an eye on the opening night thing. That's That's the thing. There, there are three events happening on opening night uh, at, at the home opener. At the same time, pretty at much. I mean, time. Within, within the hour of each other. Yeah. You have the Flyers home opener. You have game two. Game two of, of the of Phillies the Diamondbacks. Yeah. And across the street at the link, Germany and Mexico are playing a friendly a soccer game. And you might think to yourself, well, is that really going to draw? Yes, that's yeah. going to draw a lot of people. There's going to be 120. Be, there's going to be 120,000 people at the sports complex if the if the Flyers. It's going to be more. That that soccer game. Whenever Mexico plays, Mexico yeah. gets a ton of fans, and people love going to watch. Like Germany's always got a great team, you know, available. So I don't know. I don't know what's going. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that the Flyers are exploring the possibility of moving things around. I don't know if that means just changing the start time, making it earlier, making like a six o'clock start so that it doesn't run into the Phillies. Um, or if they're going to work with the Canucks to maybe play a different day down the line and, and, and change the home opener. I, from what I understand, it's, it's kind of in the Canucks ball court, like to try and figure out whatever, whatever the deal is. Again, I'm not saying it's that there's any guarantees on anything, um, but there's a lot of maneuvering, that has to be done. And so th this this game could stay at 7 o'clock. It could be moved. It could be a different date altogether. Who knows? We'll we'll see. There's there's nothing that's that's anything that's finalized. But there are, the, 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 the team is readily aware of what is going on at the same time and, you know, are considering options that, that could try and alleviate a little bit of that. But uh, could you imagine even because they would have proprietary parking at the Wells Fargo Center. 
So now where the hell are all those people who are going to the soccer game going to park? And where the hell are the, and the Phillies would lock in their their parking lot, right? Yeah. I mean, it's going to it would be an absolute it's be a mess. It's mess it's down there. Yeah. I, the I only thing I can I guess the only thing that we can then tell people is uh if you're going to be going to opening night, where where we'll be. I think I don't know if we're going to be doing the atrium like we thought for pregame. Um we're still working out the details on that. Keep an eye on the Snow the Goalie social media. Um we'll we'll have an update on that for pregame. Um, we will not be on the concourse for intermissions or post game. There's going to be another spot that we're going to be set up at that will be open to the public. So you can always, you know, come shake hands, take pictures, all that. Um, and Bundy will be there for intermissions and post game. Um, but if you're going to be going down to the home opener, you're going to want to make sure that you leave way earlier than normal, um, yeah. to try to get a spot. The, the worst agree. thing you can do. And, and by the way, tell everyone, you know, who's going to be going to the home opener, get down there very early because once that parking disaster begins uh you are going to miss like i i would not be surprised Dan, if we started getting tweets from people halfway through the first period even into the second period saying i'm still in the parking lot so don't let that be you you've now been told this way in advance yeah get yourself down to the sports complex very early if you get there too early go to xfinity live or wait for them to open the doors of wells fargo center and go like find some food and such um speaking of as we're getting ready to leave here I found two episodes of No Pucks Given, our very short-lived food review show that we did where there were new offerings at Wells Fargo Center. The Fishtown Steak was one, and then there were the line change vegan options. I went back and I watched them. They are hilarious. They are going to go up on the Snow the Goalie YouTube channel probably next week. I do have them ready, but we've already dropped. This will be the third video that we've dropped uh, this week. So those will go up on a playlist of their own. And I think we might have to go talk to a couple people in the Flyers organization and at Wells Fargo Center. Perhaps so we can bring it back. Perhaps we bring back No Pucks Given, where we give our honest takes on new food uh, yeah. being offered at Wells Fargo Center. So, hey, one thing before I, I wrap here, and I do have yeah. to go. I was, I'm, I'm seven minutes <laughs> late at this point. Um, uh, you know, we always get people who check in, and we love to ask people where they're checking in from, and and you know, mm -hmm. from afar. Um, yeah. We get yeah you know, we had a we had one today. Um, our our good friends over in Sweden are, are watching us again, and you know wherever yeah. people from all over the country. We've never had someone check in though from the from the friendly skies until today, where Lisa is in the air on a plane, listening live, flying from cool. Tampa to O'Hare in Chicago. Whoa. So thanks, Lisa, for tuning in to Snow the Goalie from the airplane. That's a that's a that's a first. That's very cool. So I just wanted very to point cool. that one out. Hey, a big thank you to everybody who joined us on live stream. Of course, like I said, we gave about five minutes notice on this one. So a big thank you. We had over 100 something people uh, at the peak here, which is pretty cool. We will be doing this for away games. I don't know if it'll be every away game. I don't know about this weekend, for example. Um, but I can tell you that this is the plan is going to be to do like a half hour ish show, um, you know, for for away games. So we'll Allison. See. Allison, I wish I could tell you. Um, my initial thought, and it's just an initial thought, and we'll have to work it all out, is I'm going to find a way to do both. And I, I think I have a way of making it happen. But This is, by the way, for the people we'll in the podcast feed. Allison asked if the home opener is at the same time as the Phillies. Where will Ant be? Yeah. Well, I have, I have an idea that I'll talk to Ann about. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But anyway, we'll figure this out. Um, all right. Thanks everybody who watched. Thanks everybody who listened back after the fact in the podcast feed. And by the way, I ask this in the Twitter community, which is linked 
uh, on social media, and I believe is going to be in the, the description of the podcast. You can join the Twitter community where we ask questions about, would you like this? Would you like that? And one of those things, um, by the way, uh, we're going to be putting the post-game show in the podcast feed. But if we get a lot of blowback that you don't want that junking up the feed, which I don't think it is, but if, if you don't like it, you can also let us know. What? Did you see this? Russ, good sir. I'm the one who told Bundy at Westchester for you guys to put the, ban the banter in the podcast. I made it today. Oliver, you rule. You rule. Isn't so that maybe great? We'll have to, we will include the banter in the podcast feed just for you. So yeah. there you go. We'll do yep. that today. All right. Big All thank right. you to everybody. Ants on Twitter at Ant San Philly. I'm on Twitter at Joy on Broad. Bundy, who is not available in the Mongrel Hours, is on Twitter at Cetarian6. So for Ant, for Bundy, wherever he is, I'm Russ. Thanks for listening. Maybe even watching Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. We'll talk to you again very soon.